this will not be the only one. So like, I'm not gonna. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I like that. So I'm not gonna say that I sparked something. I will continue to say that because I've listened to people on this campus, people that came before me that I listened to. What I will say is this: what happens Friday might change something. That might spark something. I'm geeked, bro. Oh, I'm excited. I'm geeked. Looking forward to it. Uh... And I think that's what it essentially like. That's why I watched the Dave Chappelle thing this morning. And I think that's why I'm so geeked about it because Dave Chappelle had people come to a special and they expected to hear jokes. And for 27 minutes, he told he even took a break halfway through it and looked around and was like, This ain't funny, huh? There is nothing more than I would rather have than a person who's trying to avoid these situations, get in their car and expect to hear some Stevie Wonder or something. And what? as opposed to that, you got my Dr. Javon Johnson going off about spoken word, which is fire. And I think you're going to hear that instead. Dog. Oh, yeah, that'll be good. But in true Dave form, like. He's just like naturally fine. Like he can't help oh, it. Oh, for sure. Like when he said, like uh, the LAPD um, warned oh him because gosh, Eric. Go uh, no, not Eric. Sorry, Chris Dorner mentioned in his manifesto, like Dave Chappelle's a genius. They were like warned, like, well, he mentioned you, and and Dave was like, he like me. He li he likes me. You guys, need me. <laughs> anything I can do to help you out? Yeah, because he likes me. <laughs> Dog, like he might ask for a picture if he sees me. Um, oh my God. Now, honestly, Dave might ask for the picture. That's the funny part. <laughs> remember what dave Chappelle said back in the day they don't take black hostages <laughs> no too many questions i think cedric the entertainer said the same thing too it's like well, where are we going well i mean well why, why i can't ask um <laughs> but i mean in all seriousness man this has been something that has been troubling me for quite some time it is what it is like i said before i'm not trying to scare anybody back home i love you guys um it it needs to be done. Um, I want it to be so good that we get hate mail. Bro, we're, I feel like people are going to... Bro, it is what it is, dog. Like, like I said, I knew I made it as a writer when I <laughs> got certain <laughs> threats against me. You know the funny thing, though? Do you ha You know what's funny, Salim? And I'm going to be honest with you, bro. Mm. You probably had so much hate mail that just didn't get to you. Really? I'm I'm positive because... It's one of those things to where you know how it is in a newsroom. We're dealing with so much. And then once we put our entire two-week effort into this special issue, let's say it's a 2020 issue. We do the 2020 issue. Then yeah. once it comes out and everybody's like, oh, this is amazing, we're already two weeks two weeks further. We're, right. we're focused on what's coming next. There has been a lot of times that certain things have gotten back across my desk and I've been like, you're mad about what? When did I write that? Oh, you're mad that I covered the dispensary six months ago. Oh, bro, that's, yeah, my bad, whatever. Have you gotten anything related to me? To you? I think we had a discussion. When we had to do the pro-con about, um, about, uh, uh, um, assisted, um, 
Oh, assisted suicide. Assisted suicides. We got one, I think, about you. But we told you about that one. I don't think we showed no. you, but we told you about it. Nah. Um, they thought that, like, because it's a pro-con, so they yeah. were talking about, like, telling somebody, like, to, like, commit suicide. And it was like, no, that's not what we're saying. We're saying, what is a person's role? In assisted suicide. Right. That's what we were. You can tell they didn't read it. They didn't read it at all. So that's why it was one of those things we talked to you about it kind of briefly. That's probably why you don't remember it. It wasn't anything for you to be us to be like, make sure when you write, you avoid this. But it was one of those things that when they wrote it, it was just like, okay, I think you were like writing this instead of reading it. Like, so, okay. You didn't just for my own uh, personal amusement in in the whatever they sent, letter, (laughs) email, or whatever. I think it was an email. Oh. Um, was there any hate directed, or was it just like general complaint? I think it was. It probably was a little hate. Yeah, probably. I mean, was. I hate to say it, bro. But whenever they write to us, which which is so weird, because whenever somebody writes to people who do radio show or people who are in the media, is what I'll say. Whether we're, whether it's podcasting, radio, television, um, journal journalism, whatever it is, I always find it amazing that people reach out and say a bunch of nasty things. And then get mad at KD when KD says something like, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Well, how come he can't answer a question directly? Because oh, you can't have a conversation directly. Yeah. Like, it's like the same people that are asking for, and again, we're going to continue to cycle back to this. The same people that are asking for people to stop rioting and looting outside and, and protesting and doing all these different things outside are the same people that was pissed off because they had to sit in the house. Mm, talk about it. Maybe this is a good time to start transitioning into Drew Brees because. Just, hold on, sorry. Just have at it. Thing. No, just, bro. A so for the paper, how a little less than an hour. Okay, so guys, you need to understand. I'm just a writer. I'm not one of the big wigs. Of, <laughs> I'm not either anymore. I'm Scarlet. no longer at the paper. Yeah, out of there. Okay, one thing I because I, I don't know. Uh, do we get like hate mail often? Yes. Um. Shout out to well, it depends. Certain people do often. Um. Shout out to Haristiana. Yeah. Shout out. To shout Haristiana. out to Haristiana. This this paper is about to continue to to be on an upswing. Yeah. Um. Certain people do. Is it like you you've gotten one of the one of the most? I told you because you're one of those. You well, you said I got the one uh, the assisted the assisted suicides for sure. Yeah, and then the one that you keep mentioning, the one that you um, college tuition. College tuition was one yeah. for sure. Which that one was that person just wanted to argue. I feel like, but I loved it. it of course, great. it was so like guys. I wish I could send like show you guys the email. It was one of the best. It was like Dan Gilbert's uh, <laughs> the comic Sans? comic Sans. Yeah. Oh my gosh, bro. Here's the here's the deal though. People like, and this is what I've realized. I love what you do when you reach out and say, "Hey, thanks for reading. I appreciate the support." I told you, I've learned that from you because I normally just don't respond. I just, I'm going to make you question forever whether I even seen it or not. Yeah. So um, I like your approach simply because what they want is the time that you put into that story, they want you to take into a response to them. No, it was a very hate-filled email. For sure. So I think you just responding with what you responded with, it's the ultimate like... I'm not even joking. Sure. When I say like that email... Like made my day better, because <laughs> it's not because like 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 I said before, especially with this situation on Juneteenth, we're gonna lose some, but we're gonna gain the right ones. So it is what it is. Going back to the Drew Brees thing, it, uh, the point that I was gonna um, tie together was the the willful ignorance, and I made a point last week to say white people, and I didn't mean this directly towards well. I didn't mean it's directly towards Drew, but if the shoe fits, wear it. Exactly. Because 
I'm going to go off about why I went off about Drew Brees because that bothered me for a really, really long time. So the statement that I made last week was something along the lines of white people to deem yourselves or clearly statistically you guys are the majority, but to deem yourselves highly superior than everybody else in every other facet. It's really, really interesting that you guys are so dumb. <laughs> I like that. Swap out done with it. Any any word you want to use, you can use ignorant. You can use blind. You can use stupid. And I don't mean in the sense of book smarts. Because I know a lot of book smart people, you can point to Candace Owens, that when you hear them speak, you be like, oh, you're not really that smart. Like, you can read a book or read a novel about something but you still think two plus two equals 22. And there's people who are, and I've seen this personally. Most definitely. We have classes. I've, I've seen this personally, people who are math geniuses. <laughs> but when it comes to anything else, like, I mean, they need, they, never mind. I'm not going to say what they, mm -hmm. but mm -mm. they, mm -mm. Mm -mm. they would need, um, never mind. You know, you guys know what I mean. I know what you're getting at and don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Jeez, man. Like, how can you be, like, Ben Carson is, is, an, is an example. Ben Carson. And you know what's bothering me about this? And this is and this is what's bothering me more so, because I'm about to start naming some other people that look other ways, because we named Candace Owens and Ben Carson. Let's look at Tommy Lauren. Oh, absolutely. Let's look, Lauren. At Lauren, let's look at Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram. Oh, she's Let's evil. look at 45. Let's look at his oh, but partner in crime but, standing next to him. But those people aren't smart, though. That, that's where I'm going. Oh, well, I get what you mean. That, the the reason mean. why I brought up... Honestly, I'm going to go back with the 45 point, and I don't ever give him credit. He's smart about what he wants to be smart about. You asked him to, to spurt out anything about Winston Churchill, and he could do it. Something interesting also. I mean, I'm sure, you know, he announced, uh, you know, he's going to have a rally in Tulsa. A, on Juneteenth. Black Wall Street on Juneteenth. Mm -hmm. He rolled back healthcare rights towards gay and transgender people on the anniversary four-year anniversary of the pulse nightclub shooting um there's another one what'd he do Everything. oh the jacksonville rally that happened like 56 years since the um what was it the axe throwing when the kkk attacked a bunch of protesters mm. do i think he knows about all that no do i think certain people in his cabinet like stephen miller they know and and you know what? It's the f no. He knows that. He knows that. I argue that. I argue that point. He whether or not he knew it going in, somebody told him, so he knows it. Dude, like, and it, it's gaslighting of the highest form. They'll That's do exactly this. What it is. They'll do this. They'll, they'll put like, for example, when they rolled back, um, I think protections against nutrition. It was on like the anniversary of the day, like Michelle Obama put it. Oh in yeah, place. yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually was a that really took off and i think because because it was michelle obama like it, they tried to really make that a versus thing it and they try to like it's gaslighting because when 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 you see it you're connecting all these dots like oh you're just a conspiracy theorist this isn't <laughs> no okay maybe one but when this continually happens you're throwing you're throwing red meat out there on purpose you're doing it on purpose and it's interesting that you said that because i'm gonna keep circling this right back to drew because Joe Budden, shout out to the Joe Budden podcast, but everybody on that pod always talks about the keywords, like the cold words. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna call it something else. I don't know if they've, ever, if they've ever said it on there, but it's a dog whistle. Dog whistle, absolutely. We can't hear it. As we've gotten more educated, we can we can sense it. But going back to the Drew Brees point, that's what had me so furious about the Drew Brees point. I'm gonna be honest, man. I went home and I sat down and I sat for like four four hours or so. I wasn't just thinking about that, but I go home and I reflect about the show in general. And I ended up talking to somebody later and they ended up asking me something like, I guess they kind of felt it. They were like, what's going on? And I was like, just thinking. I was like, I'm thinking about if I was too hard on Drew, like if I went off too much. And I kind of sat there and I was like, and I walked away with, no, I didn't. But I was trying to figure out why do you have this? I thought I had Stockholm, bro. I'm not even going to hold you. Like, I thought I was like, what's going on with me right now? Why do you feel somebody who asked for it, essentially, why do you feel bad for calling them out on it? Exactly. And I sat there and I was like, why do you feel bad for it? Because you and me know more than anybody, or we've explained it more than anybody. I wasn't shocked by what he said. Because he said the same thing four, four years, years ago. Four years ago, he said it. Said said it verbatim. But... I think what bothered me was the four years since. It's not like it stopped. No. No. So the fact that he was, I think what bothered me more than anything, I'm trying to figure out, like, I think I'm still working through it now. I think what bothered me more than anything was the never. Because the never means, because for instance, I'm going to go ahead and, 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 and shoot from the hip. My ex, you know this, you know this situation. That, you don't know the situation, but you know, like, the four-year roundabout. Yeah, yeah. When the situation happened and I and it ended, I told her. I was like, she asked me a question, and I told her, like, I mean, me personally, I'm good. Like, I'm I'm solid on everything. And I told her, I'm like, I'm not trying to give you false hope, but I'll never say never. I never say never. The reason why I say that is, like I told her, is because... I feel like the universe has a weird way of working out. When you say that you'll never do something, you typically find yourself in a position where you're doing it and somebody asks you, well, didn't you say that you would never? So I don't say that. I, I make it a point to not say that. I told her, though, I don't want this to be like a false hope thing. For now and the, for the foreseeable future, I don't think my mind's going to change. But I said what I said in terms of the never say never because of that reason. I think that's what got under my skin most because when Drew said never, that means everything that happened in these last four years didn't matter. None of it mattered. And I think that's why I was so irritated. Because, and again, the point that I want to make and I want to compare it to and why I was so hot is because the word that we kept or the thing that the phrase that we kept using for Drew was what? Out of touch. He was out of touch. He was out of touch. He was out of touch. For my people back home. This is why I was so irritated. Drew was considered what back in New Orleans? Granted, he didn't he didn't grow up there, but Drew was considered professionally. He grew up there. Drew was considered a hometown hero from New Orleans. Yeah. After so Katrina, people back home, absolutely. Yeah. And and seeing the way the government didn't do it, so Drew did. Right. That's the kicker. It's not just that you did it. You did it because you realized that they weren't going to. Yeah. So. What I'm going to compare it to people back home, because I know I got some people back home listening. Who is our hometown hero? It was Nip. Anybody back home 
the one you could say whatever you want about Nip. The one thing you could never say about Nip was that he was out of touch. Exactly. Because he touches the streets. So it's impossible for him to be out of touch. So I think that's why I was so animated last week because I'm not in New Orleans. So, Drew, are they only showing us? Or what Or what are you guys putting and placing in front of us? Because for Drew to be that out of touch, I question whether Drew's a hometown hero in New Orleans now. What are you doing it for then? And like we've said before, I talked about this, I believe. He's not stupid. Not at all. That's why I was so bothered. You like, can't Drew. be that good of a quarterback with, while being stupid. You just can't. Like, he's not a stupid man. Like, you know. And he's proven that he's not. Not in the slightest. So, you know. I don't think, like I said, and, and somebody else said this actually. Uh, I forgot somebody on Twitter. They said, like, you mean to tell me Drew Brees can go into a film room for one hour and dissect a Belichick defense? Oh but he can't take four years to understand that kneeling is about police brutality and not the the flag or the military. It, it it goes back to a bunch of different things that I've had before. I mean, a bunch of situations that I've had before. We said it on episode 1999 Nikita, the podcast. I was always told that I was I, I actually was asked the question, do you know why white people are afraid of you guys? Well, you guys being black people. I was like, no, why? They said because they can they can't believe how you guys have been oppressed for that long and you don't want revenge. It's a word. So he said every time they see one of you guys, they wonder if it begins now. So let me just go out on a limb and let you guys know if you guys have been willfully ignorant for the last five to six weeks. It has begun. And seemingly it's begun without an end in sight. So we'll see what willful, willful ignorance continues to land people. Interesting. Really, really interesting. You got something else on Drew? It goes back to what we were saying about smart people who are also very dumb in certain aspects. Oh my gosh, bro. It's crazy. But yes. And I mean, like I said, I was just bothered by the Drew thing because I was just like, that's not. Like, and I think I've said it before, and I think I said it last week. It was dope to see Patrick Mahomes, Michael Thomas, um, Jeez, uh, Stefan Gilmore, and you're going through, and you see Jamal Adams, and you're going through, and you see D Hop, and you see OBJ, and you see Saquon, and you see all these different people. Right. And I understand that the players put that together themselves. And I was like, that's amazing. That's dope. But a person like Michael Thomas, a person like a Jamal Adams, I would have pulled to the side and been like, Michael, reach out to Drew. Jamal, reach out to Darnold. Reach out to Adam Gase. Anybody in the Cowboy organization, reach out to Jerry. Like I said, how much more impactful would that have been if you see Terry Bradshaw first? Then you see Peyton Manning. Right. Then you see Jerry Jones. Then you see Brady. Then I you see Goodell. Yeah. 
I'm black, and guess what? That video wins. Yeah. So it was one of those things where even when they did it and everybody was like, oh, I'm sitting back at home like, no. No. Everybody in that video is a person of color. You missed the point again. Except Aaron Rodgers, I believe. Aaron wasn't in that video. He wasn't. Aaron made a statement following the video. Oh, Aaron wasn't okay. in the I video. I thought he was in, okay. Everybody in the video was a person of color. Okay. I thought it was. So that's why I was like, cool. If Since you guys did it and it's already out and you can't take it back, that's when I was like, all right, cool, bet. Now, Brady, Bradshaw, Manny, Jerry Jones, etc. Jimmy Garoppolo, etc. Kyle Shanahan. We need you guys to do it. Yeah. It's just gross, bro. The silence is so loud. Oh, man. Shout out to Dave Norris, who taught me that there is nothing more loud than dead air. It's so true. Yeah. And I purposely created a space following that for dead air because I've done it a lot over the past three weeks. Because I want you guys to think. Clearly, it's been important enough for me and Salim to walk in here for three straight weeks. If anybody has seen us in the newsroom, me, Salim, Tyler, Emily, um, who else? Eddie. Yeah, Eddie, definitely. We talk constantly in the newsroom. Yeah. About whatever. Yeah, I don't. I don't shut up in the newsroom. Well, I hate to say it, but we've we've said it before, and that's why you see when we were when I was in a newsroom, I played music because yeah. it's a work environment. It's cubicles. Yeah. Nobody wants to be in that joint for twelve hours, and we're not talking. You guys really in there twelve hours sometimes? Some sometimes it gets that bad. So it's one of those things to where um, Kaylee and I didn't necessarily have to worry about too much of that. Me and Bianca for sure has have been there before. Um, like from nine in the morning to close to nine about eight something actually no we've we've done probably 12 and 13 hours before if you include the rj trips afterwards so um well that's downtown huh um yeah but see it's in a weird spot it's over there by bonanza by the uh train track yes okay over there by the um by the homeless shelter ah okay right over there yeah so um that's that's kind of been my point me and Salim, oh, well, so everybody talks about different stuff. Eddie is one of those conspiracy theory, and you and him get into those lockdowns well, yeah, of time. Yeah, me and Eddie talk about like- Me and Emily shoot jokes back and forth, like whatever the case may, may be. It, it just, it's, it's whatever. It's lighthearted. So I said all of that to say, anytime me and Salim speak to each other, it's either conspiracy-based or sports-based. So- Trust me, me and Salim don't want to come in here three straight weeks and talk about this, but we're going to. It needs to be said. It needs to be said. Me and Salim have been waiting to talk about, for, I think for the past two weeks, who was the best under-the-rim finisher of people 6'3 and under? I really want to have this conversation. And we, and we will. I don't care right now. And it's Tony Farker, but like... You- it's Allen Iverson, but anyway. Yeah. But we can keep Rondo was nice too under the rim. But like we can keep going. How tall is Rondo? See, then we gotta talk about heights and this is what happens. But guys, seriously, in all seriousness, we're doing this to prove a point. We have sports to talk about. Yes, Jessica I and Cynthia Calvillo locked in last night. Three finishes at UFC fight night in less than a minute. We don't care. It's not important right now. We simply don't care. Don't get me wrong. I wish none of, like, I wish police, 
You know what I mean? I wish we of didn't course. have to talk about of this. Of course. We don't want to talk I about I wish that we could talk about the Premier League and it's starting up in three days from now. I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah, well, it is what it is. But I have no clue. Um, I wish I could talk about Tua and training camp. <laughs> you know, I know you do. But there's more important things in life than sports. And, and a person like me saying that you know it's true because sports matter so much to me like you know a life without sports or music to me is a life like i would um well we're not going to get into what i do but walking into my house telling me i can't watch sports or listen to music i'm looking at you like so what am i supposed to do yeah wait, you, like, you want me can i read about sports and book i mean and music like can i read about that though yeah no <laughs> <laughs> like so we just got to act like it just never happened type so I mean, going back to what I said before, it's just one of those things to where it's really, really heavy. It's on us, so we're dealing with it. And unfortunately, white America, you drop everything on our shoulders, so we're going to continue to drop ours on your shoulders. Stay tuned. Got to support Lowry's, the prime rib restaurant, serving classic prime rib dinners, family-style meals, and a selection of fine wines. Lowry's offers online ordering for pickup and local delivery. From their kitchen to your table, Lowry's does all the prep work so you can enjoy your favorite meal in the comfort of your own home. More information and online ordering available at Lowry'sLasVegas.com. Having a place to go after school will make you a better student. Having an outlet to express yourself will make you a better artist. Having something to do together will make you a better family. At The Y, we're helping build better friends, listeners, writers, swimmers, scientists, and musicians one chance at a time. Get the gift of opportunity. Support The Y at ymca.net. The Y for a better us. The Rebel HD2. Welcome back. Welcome back to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNOV. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio with Salim Dweck. What's going on, big dog? Um, <sighs> man, I, you know, I, I hate school, bro. I, I hate school. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really... What just happened? Like, oh my when I get gosh, home, bro! Today, when I when I leave, when I get home, I have to read a bunch for school and do quizzes and discussion posts and just, just. So you're not feeling it, is what I'm hearing, bro. I just, you know, inshallah, I graduate um, in December. Blessings. And um, I just want to be. You're like, oh, you know, a lot of times nowadays you need a master. All right, bro. I, I, I'll do it later. I'll talk about it later. I, I don't care. Bro, I've tried my best not to even talk about what my next plans are because I do have plans and I'm just like, mm, I don't know. As of right now, my next foreseeable plan is Juneteenth and we, we will go yeah, from there. Take it from there. Shout out to my dad because my dad just texted me and let me know <laughs> that 45 changed his rally. It is now on the 20th. Oh, okay. I bet you did. Yeah. I bet you did. So supposedly what I was actually hearing was that black people were first to the Ticketmaster and they were buying them out. But so they weren't planning could, on going. Yeah, so people couldn't go. That's what uh, 50 Cent did to Ja Rule. Absolutely. Which is the funniest that we could talk about that later, but... No, nah, not really. Let's talk, talk about Fifth right now. Let's so do it for right those of you that don't know, Ja Rule had a, held a concert, and 50... He, uh, he bought 
all the tickets like in the first like six rows or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there would be nobody there. <laughs> uh, and I think he bought um, the rights to his music at one point. <laughs> hey, I'll put it this way, man. <laughs> I, I've always said he's the greatest troll that ever lived. He's the greatest, and but his son is great too, because he's he's his offspring. His son uh, posed with an like nothing, just invisible, and he's like Happy Father's Day. <laughs> and what's funny about that, or not 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 that situation, because I don't think that's nothing. Nothing funny about that. But what's funny about God. Fifth is so many people, and this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. I've always said. My grudge level, or excuse me, my grudge, the grudges that I hold, take that back. Let me not even, let me choose my words wisely. How can I put it? I'm a grudge, I'm a grudge holder similarly to the level of fifth. Not because of the same reasons as fifth, as fifth, but I, I feel like we, we, vibe on certain things like for instance with the Irv Gotti situation oh when he first started I think Irv Gotti got a show called Red Tails on uh or at least had a show on I don't even know who has what anymore on BET and um Fifth has started his show on BET and one of the, of course he was doing an interview where he was going around pr- promoting the show and they were like oh well you know now you and Irv are essentially like label mates like if you wanted to put it in music terms y'all label mates like y'all both got a show at BET Fifth laughed and was like, oh, yeah, that won't last long. And the interviewer kind of, like, didn't catch it. And the interviewer was like, wait, 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 what do you mean? And Fifth laughed and was like, why don't you guys understand? Like, it's forever. He said he doesn't want anything that Irv touches to be successful. He's serious about that. He's a very... uh Petty person. Extremely petty. But this is what's interesting to me. People love to talk about how petty he is, but not love to talk about Fifth has been stabbed. Fifth has been shot. Yeah. Fifth has had attempts on his life. Yeah, so I don't, I mean. So look, anybody that he, because he doesn't know where they come from, where those situations, all of them, come from, anybody who he's ever beefed with, it could have been you. So yeah. it's forever. Yeah, he, I mean. He has beef with his own son. Like, I think at one point he wished death. I'm not even sure. I would have to go back and double check on S- that. Something along those lines, it got very serious. I know I know, it got really, really serious one day. And I don't know exactly what it was. It might be the day you're talking about. But everybody on Twitter was watching. And then once it happened, everybody was like, we should stay out of, like, father-son things. But it was one of those things where I was like, his son just looks just like him, to begin with, Absolutely. And he acts like him. Yeah. So it's one of those things. He takes after his dad in terms of pettiness. Absolutely, absolutely. So I I always laugh when a person looks around and they be like, "Oh, fifth is this, fifth is that, fifth is that," and I look around and be like, "Fifth is what you guys ask for your from your celebrities." If you ask Fifth, "Do you want Irv Gotti to die?" He'll tell you yes. Yeah. With a straight face, like I don't wish death on people, but Fifth is different. Fifth is a different human. But look at his back. He has reason to be different. Hey, that's my point. So the reason why I said all of that was to say, white people, why do you look at black people and wonder why we're 50 Cent-esque? 
I, I will say also, I don't think he wishes death on Ja Rule. I think he likes keeping Ja Rule around to clown him. He he likes dr dragging Ja. If he could keep that going for longer, he would. If he like, could if he could ruin the legend that is Ja Rule to the next generation, he'll be fine. It's like what the Joker said in 2012 or 2008. No, it was 2008. He said, Batman was like, why do you want to kill me? Why do you want me dead? <laughs> Joker was like, kill you? I'd be so bored without you. Bro, that's not what we need right now. Oh, what would I do without you right now? It's like, yeah, it was like, you know, come on, string you along, come here. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm happy that we kind of stumbled in, into a fifth conversation because, uh, and shout out to, <laughs> this is funny, shout out to Alex uh, White because we, um, we did a podcast a long time ago and we were, me and Duna was talking about like, we were roughly trying to shoot out like our top 10 rappers. And we were just like, oh, naming people. And we were like, well, if he make it, he can't because they're from the same era. So one has to be weighted more, whatever, whatever. I got to like six and I was like, my list, like, I feel like I had my 10. Well, I feel like I'm blanking. Me and Duna was sitting there. Alex looked around and was like, what about 50 Cent? I just stood up and was like, I didn't put fifth in my top 10. I didn't put, read my top 10 when we're talking, read it to me. I was like. I apologize. I looked right at the camera and was like, I apologize. Because Fifth has shaped, I'm 25 right now. I turned 26 this year. Fifth has shaped the way that I view, again, the way I view beef. Fifth has shaped the way I view music. Fifth has shaped the way I view chains. Fifth has shaped the way I view do-rags. Like, Fifth has changed a lot for me. For sure. I mean, when you said top 10 uh, rappers... We're talking about personal favorites. Personal, fa okay. About personal favorites. That's what music is, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I have my lit, my top fifty in terms of like hip hop wouldn't be the same without. But top ten personal, yeah. I, I'll put it this way: my top ten personal, I wouldn't put Nas in it. Right. Nas probably doesn't make my top twenty-five personally. Mm. It's impossible for me to say that hip hop wouldn't be around and Nas isn't in that top twenty-five. Right. My favorite rapper is J Cole. Do I listen to Nas personally? No. I've I've said it's it's about it's about I don't want to be like a, a hipster quote unquote and mention like oh it's his beat selection but no I really don't like Nas music like that like I don't care for his music I will cut on I've cut on certain J um, records acapella I've cut on certain Nipsey records acapella because I want to hear y'all talk I do that with Nas more than anybody so music wise. He's not in my top 25, but music, I don't get my favorite rapper without Nas. Yeah. It, so that's why I, I, no, I, definitely I hold have him a, where I hold him. I have a top 10 that I'd have to write down. So that, for sure. That, it would take a while. And on top of that, the top 10, like for instance, we were talking about the top 10 and me being from where I am, I was like, so in my top 10, I would love to have Snoop. Well, if we're, talk, we're talking all music, not just making their music, but what they do for music. There's no way that I have a top 10 without Q, Dre, Snoop, and Pop. That's four of the ten. Like, so that's why I but was like, are, this, these are my personal ones. Personal favorites. Yeah. Right. So that's why, I, but that's why we had the conversation of if we do top ten um, most important to, to hip hop, that's different. how different does it look? So that's why we were like, well, yeah, yeah. out of those four, anyway. it's like, who do you, who yeah. do you leave out? Personal. Dre, Pac, Snoop, or um, Cube. And it's one of those things to where when you look at longevity, uh, a legit argument could be made for Cube. Per yeah. Personal is... I like it way more than, you know, trying to gauge impact because real quick, I know this is we're, we're somewhat off on a tangent, but we had a conversation really quick and I didn't put Dr. Dre. We, we talked about top 50 uh, 
hip-hop artist. Mm. And I was like, their discography? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, all right, bet. And somebody said Dre. And I looked at him and was like, top 50? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, wait, like you talking about as a producer or like just his music? And he was like, nah, his music. Dre's not a top 50 rapper. Oh, yeah, not at all. And they were like, yes, he is. And I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm from L.A. and you're going to make me sound really, really bad. Dr. Dre is a top 50 rapper? No. He's top 50 legacy act. He's top, top. you could argue top 15 legacy act. You could argue top 15 most influential. You could argue top 15 most, um, what's it called? Um, best producing. Yeah, best producing. You could say even... um. Uh, most revenue, yeah. like brought in the most revenue, brought in the most attention, different things. He doesn't make that top 50 rapper at all. And I was, and, and I didn't want to sound rude, but I was like, Doug, okay, let me ask a question. Does Easy make it? Because Easy doesn't make it either. So that's why I was just like, top 50 rappers? Okay, I don't know. But never mind. That's something completely, yeah. that's neither here nor Personal there. Personal favorite is the best way to go. Because a rapper, for instance, in the top 50 rappers, you could have a rapper in there that you may not know their discography. That's what I'm saying. They you might may, not you even may have a, a discography. Exactly. You may put a Black Thought in there. You be like, name a Black Thought album. Um, um, um. I know he will rip you to shreds if you put him in a booth. I love, I love Black the Thought roots, is amazing. The roots. And... If if you know, yeah, you know. But it's just the point of. So that was just like Joe Budden. A lot of people like to joke about Joe. Pump, pump, pump it up. Everybody says that. And then I'll say three or four things, and like I'll, I'll quote a, a bar, and they'll be like, oh, that was fire. Who was that? The same person you're making fun of? Yeah. Joe gets busy. One of my, I'm from Inglewood, California, so I will always mention, whenever I mention lyricists, Mac-10. Unbelievable. You know, being from South Florida, I mean, you have Rosé, you know? <laughs> uh, I want to sit in the room with Ross so bad, bro. I just do. And then, like, going older, like, Trick Daddy and Trina. Facts. And, um, facts. Trick and Trina is a, is a, is a whole m movement. That's a vibe, bro. I mean, you got Denzel Curry, like, New School. Uh, I like Denzel Curry's music. Denzel Curry's underrated. Very much so. People don't talk about that kid enough. He's very good. And it's funny, too, because people see his perception or his persona, quote-unquote, and they... They're surprised when they hear him speak and he's intelligent and he's respectful and he has manners. And you're like, oh, we thought you were one of those crazy Floridians. And she's like, bro, no. Yeah, he, um, I mean, now like new school, like Kodak, oh, Denzel Curry. Um, I'm not like, th there's more, but like, I'm not, I'm not going to give certain people attention. I started to ask about one and I think I know there's what you're talking about. There's a couple about. soundcloud. No. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. You know who I'm talking about. Do I? Pump. Oh, you, bro, I was not going there, but I was yeah. going to ask you if uh, Melly was from uh, Florida. Was he? I, th I think Melly's from Florida, I isn't think, he? Yeah, I think he is. I'm not sure. I want to say he is. I could be wrong. But again, guys, if no, you guys are just... Yeah, I wasn't thinking about him. I was I was oh. thinking about, like, <laughs> the slump guy. No, bro, keep, keep that. Ski mask? Yeah. I got a homie that... A couple of homies that rock with ski mask, like, heavy... I've heard a couple of songs and I rock with them. I think it's only X features though. Majority X features. I'm not gonna say only. Majority X features. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. As I've said before, guys, um, th this this 
platform has been this radio show has been used for the past couple of weeks as a venting tool a venting vessel is what i'll say a venting vessel and um it's necessary it's extremely necessary on all accounts and i hope that you guys are taking the time to do the same thing as well um meditation is important reflection is important Self-awareness is extremely important. Accountability is important. Being a liability can be very detrimental. So work hard on not being a liability at times like this. Try not to get in the way of something that you don't understand. And remember exactly what my mom said before when she sent in her tip-ins. If you don't like the road that you're on, start paving another one. And it seems like that's what a lot of people are coming out and doing right now. Um, so that's what we're going to continue to do here on Talk That Talk. Um, you guys are listening to this on 91.5 Rebel HD2 KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I'm still in here, your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, in studio with Salim Dweck. And, um... Still here? Yeah, man. Doing well, dog. Um... I'll be honest, man. This Juneteenth thing is... Crucial. This Juneteenth thing is extremely crucial. We have an opportunity to... Let our voice be heard. We have an opportunity to tell stories that we've endured here on this campus or just things that we've endured in this city, just everything. We have an opportunity to now tell those stories. So I want to encourage every single person that's under the sound of my voice right now to feel free to reach out to me. If you guys want to reach out on um, social media, you guys can reach out on Twitter, sir underscore chatterbox. If you guys want to reach out on Instagram, it's underscore ASAP Rally. Once again, it's underscore ASAP Rally on Instagram. Reach out and explain to me how you want to be a part of something like this um, and how this platform can be used, how we can use this platform to further uplift you and people that look like you. Do we have like callers ever? Do we have call? Uh, we could. Yeah. Depends. Like for instance, we we've, we've done a couple of callers here, but the weird thing is there's two different boxes to these two different studios. So I was told that one of the boxes were down, and for instance, when we called um uh when we called the callers before, I don't know if you was on this show. Oh, I think you were when we did the first show after like the month and a half after the COVID thing. Um, we had to place a couple of calls. The board was fine as far as 702 numbers. Right. I think I everything else yeah. I had to do from my phone. So we're we're still in the process of working out every single kink when it comes to it. But um it is something. This is uh this is Jerry from Queens. <laughs> Long time listener, Long first time, time listener. caller. Uh you know, somebody said at the beginning of <laughs> You sound like every caller from Stephen A. Smith, by the way. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, somebody said uh, at the beginning of 45's presidency, oh, man. everything he says makes sense. If you go, hey, this is Donald from Queens, <laughs> long, <laughs> long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Yeah, this is, this is Jerry. Oh, my gosh. He's the worst. He's, he's honestly, I don't want to end in 15 minutes talking about this. this no, no, no. Guy. Let's not give him any energy. All right. Um, I, 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 oh my gosh, I have so many names that I just want to mention. Um, I don't want to run through all. I did have this first one written down. David McAtee. Rest in peace. Out in Louisville. Rest in peace. We'll explain his story on Juneteenth most definitely. Um, there's been a series of lynchings going on around the United States, not only around the United States, but around the world as a young woman was found hanging in uh, South Africa, in Johannesburg specifically. I believe it was two days ago. Did they try to say it was suicide? All of them have been ruled suicide. Like, which that, is like what happened in annoying. Palmdale? A couple of years ago, there was a man found hanging at the Inglewood Cemetery. And if you know anything about that, environment surrounding the Inglewood Cemetery one how did nobody see it two how did nobody hear it my dad me and my dad when we had the conversation I took him the Juneteenth idea first me and him was trying to flush it out he told me did I know that um that uh, lynching wasn't a um, wasn't a federal hate crime, and I told him, no, 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 it is now, and he was like, no, like it was, it it hasn't been, I don't think, and I told him I was like, nah, you want to know how I know for a fact that it did? The first podcast that you was on, I got the notification in the middle of it. It was you, me, Daryl, and Caprice. And I looked at you guys and I said, guys, lynching's a federal hate crime. And Daryl was like, yeah, we know. No, they just voted it in right now. I think Rand Paul voted against it. It's like just what? interesting. It's just interesting. It's really, really interesting. So Juneteenth, trust me, it's, it's, it's going to happen. As I said before, this lockdown, lock-in, whatever you want to call it, will happen. We're going to end on a, on a better note. Rest in peace to David McAtee. How about this really, really Rest quick? Peace, yeah. Anytime, because I, I had the situation happen at uh, doing security. I had one dude say, uh, one supervisor say that uh, one dude said to him that, it's like separate occasions. They said that, number one, I locked up the gate before six. Right? If you're, right. Dri if you're driving on the plant, you have to go 10 miles an hour. When you're on the street, you can clearly go whatever. So they said I locked up the gate. I was supposed to lock up the gate at 6. They said I locked it up at 5.58. Right? So I was like, all right, cool, whatever, whatever, whatever. I get up to the front, and it's 6.06. When I get up to the front, the dude already left. So I was like, all right, cool. When I get told the information, I looked at him and was like, okay. I said, I'm not even going to get into a situation where I'm going back and forth with you. Cause that's not you've seen me in a newsroom that's not what i do we're right. gonna cut and dry it and we're gonna get to the bottom of it in less than five minutes yeah i told him okay cool he said i like the gate i know for a fact if i go to a gate where i know that <laughs> it's supposed to be open 
I'm taking a picture. Did you show your picture? He said no. Mm. I said, here's the deal. I said, because it, it was like two situations that I had already seen happen to other people. And then, I, of course, don't surprise me, I was the next one. So when it happened, I was like, here's the deal. I don't know if it's my profession or just the way that I live, but I tell my dad this all the time. Oh, I've said it earlier in the show. Question the source from which it comes. I looked at the situation and was like, does that make sense to you? And he was like, well, I mean, like, no, it does. He was saying it, it didn't. And I was like, all right, well, here, let me do this. Let me do this. I said, from here on out, if a person tells you something, I'm going to give you a little word of advice. If a person tells you something about your um guard, like I told them, same thing in the newsroom. If somebody comes to me and tells me something that you did, what do I always tell them? Show me. Because mm. I know that person. So show me. So show me so that way I don't go to that person and now I'm defending you based on your word. Because like I told him, you're going to end up looking crazy. Because I, I ended up thinking about it and I said, hold on, hold on, hold on. I pulled up at 606. I was driving on the street where the speed limit is 45. And it took me six minutes to get here. He's on the plant where you got to drive 10 miles per hour. When he got up here, what time was it? They said 6 o'clock. I said, so he was at the back gate at 558 and got here going 10 miles per hour in two minutes but me on the street going 45 it took me six minutes i said guys logically tell me where it makes sense and what's the point for lying too so like i told my supervisor do me this favor don't bring me an issue especially now because I was already worried about this Juneteenth thing. So I was focused on trying to get up some stuff. So I was like... Oh, so this was recent. Well, yeah, super recent. Oh, okay. And then since then, I've had like three or four situations happen. One of our coworkers' name was on the bathroom and said like his bathroom. I don't know if it was a joke or whatever. I saw it and I laughed. Somebody asked me that I put it there. I looked at him and said that I put a grown man's name on a porter potty. <laughs> I tell people all the time, don't answer the question that they ask sometimes if it's that outlandish. Ask the get get rid of all the meat. Get down to the bones of it. What are you asking me? You're right. asking me if I put another grown man name on a potter on a porter potty. I laughed and I said, I'm not even gonna answer that. Don't talk to me. Dude. Cold day in hell. Don't talk to that. Don't talk to me about that. And then that same that same supervisor ended up telling me that um that uh somebody else had told him that I didn't have uh I was riding around without my hat on my hard hat on or my shirt was untucked or something. And as he was telling me, my hard hat was on and my shirt was tucked in. So when he said it, I was like. What am I going to ask for? He was like, pictures. I was like, did they give you any? He said, no. I looked at him and I turned around. Why are you talking to me? These people are so bored, bro. Why are you talking to me? These... Like work snitches. Bro, I've never. Not even that. Gullible people at work. Like not saying my supervisor is gullible because it's his job to disperse everything amongst it. But gullible people as far as just like other supervi or other security guards that let it happen to them. Bro, if you know you didn't do something, why are you sitting over there arguing? I didn't put his name on a porter potty. Da, da, da. Do you have proof of it? No, you don't have proof that you didn't, but he also doesn't have proof that you did. Yeah. So why are you arguing? Exactly. People are so Bro, I'm not an arguer, dog. What are we what are we talking about? What is so we talking miserable, about? You are so damn miserable. Like, and it's so funny because like I said, I know I have this nickname of Chatterbox, and it's hilarious because 
Um, it made sense in high school. Doesn't necessarily make sense now. <laughs> when when you followed me on Twitter, I was like, "Who the hell is this, bro?" You're not the only one. Here's the reason why is because it it the nickname came from my granny, but um, it's just one of those where. In high school, I, I explained this to my cousin recently. In high school, I was always around my certain group. When I'm around my certain group of friends, of course, everybody, when they're around their group of friends, you're 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 a hundred percent yourself, authentically yourself. Yeah. So when I'm around my boys or some of the homegirls that I know, it's like, nah, we we could chop all day. We could chop for hours. We can chop for about a million different things. But it's funny because I remember, um, shout out to Taylor Shaw. She was on one of the podcast episodes and she, um, episode 17 called a law. And she was like, um, she was like, uh, I forgot what somebody said about me. And she was like, yeah, I don't know. She was like, I don't agree with that. She was like, every time I see you on campus, you're usually by yourself. Like, and you usually got your headphones in and usually you're not talking to anybody. And I told her, that's why my nickname, I think, is one thing. But it's like if you know me, you know what my nickname means. You know that if we're cool and we're close, if you bring up sports or music to me, I'm not going to shut up. Like, because I love sports and music. Like, and I surround myself with people who do that. Yeah. I surround myself with music buffs to where if I'm talking for six hours about music, they're talking with me for six hours about music. Right. And we're going back and forth. Same thing with sports. So when she said it, she was like, I see you on campus. And I'm like, you just got your headphones in. You just, you don't really like you. You almost seem like you don't want to be bothered by nobody. And I laughed and was like, I don't. It's my job to interview random people. So when I'm not working, I don't want to talk to anybody. Yeah. I don't. Typically, I don't. I'm not like mean to people. People have people approach me all the time about a thousand different things, but I don't know. Like it just seems like it's not it, it goes back to per, to personas, like with art music artists. Like you I'm Chatterbox on this radio show, which is why the show is called Talk That Talk. It goes hand in hand. <laughs> so that's the purpose of it. But if you you see us out in, in everyday life, it's normal people. And we're normal. We're normal people dealing with normal things. So, again, this is why me and Salim have been doing what we've been doing. Shout out to Daryl, who was here last week, too. Yeah, shout out to Daryl. So on campus, I'm I'm usually alone, or I'm talking to somebody that I had class with, that right. I see, somebody that I know, that I've. People got UNLV's has thirty thousand people. Thirty thousand people on you'll, this campus. You'll see somebody, and then they could be going. They could have the same. You'll never see them again. But here's the weird thing, and Duna's wrong because me and Duna goes about this, goes back and forth about this all the time. Duna always walks around and laughs and be like, "Bro, I think I know a lot of people on this campus." He said, until I'm walking with you. And then everybody's like, oh, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up? Or I'm doing the same thing. And I kind of told him, I don't know half of these people's name, dog. It's just like faces. I don't know these people. Yeah. I don't have them on social. I don't have their phone numbers. I don't be at their parties. I don't know these people. Yeah. So I told Duna, you probably do have more friends on this campus. That's why whenever people be like, oh, Terrell's sociable, Terrell's this, Terrell's that. I tweeted before, I'm out the house a lot, but I don't be in the mix. Mm. That's good, though. That's good. My job requires me to be out the house. I don't deal with anybody. Yeah. I'm, if anybody ever wants to, like, 
<laughs> Cecil Lim on campus. You can find me at, at the library working, Facts. walking to a class. I had somebody tell me, and this was in Jacksonville when I used to go to school over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a janitor, older mm-hmm. guy named Lester. Super nice guy. <laughs> That's a Lester. Super nice guy. Like, he used to do a bunch of acid back in the day and go to Wu-Tang uh, shows. What was his name again? Lester. Lester. Yeah. Shout out to Lester. Old black dude, ponytail. Super cool the guy. Woo. And he's like, you know, Salim, you're one of the coolest people on this campus. You know, a lot of people probably see you and you you have like you don't you don't smile when you walk, you look like you're in deep thought. Yeah. When when people see you, they probably think you're in a hole. But you're one of the nicest guys on this campus. <laughs> and after that, me and me and Lester became cool. Why is that why is that this the takeaway that they have for you all the time? I don't know, man. It's the Florida man vibe. I'm telling you, bro. It's the Florida man vibes. It is. It is. You know what it though? Is, it is. But I see the majority of people are not walking around with like a big grin on their face. But that's true too. You look goofy doing that. Like people, are just, I'm just walking, bro. I'm thinking a lot. Like my brain moves a million miles a minute. Right. I, I get told by certain people that like us, cause. All right. I get told by certain people that like that that, that they like my smile, but certain times, of course, most people, most humans. You could love your smile, but you would change one thing, whether it's placement, moving this over a little bit more, especially if you never had braces. You feel like you could just change something. So because of that, I feel like a lot of people have been telling me for the last like three years, like you smile a lot. And I'll always be like, I do. Because then I hear people like Taylor say I walk around campus like I don't want to be bothered. So I'm like, I I do. I'm happy. I'm genuinely happy. I've been happy. Perception is so like I hate like. The times when people will tell me, yeah, man, like you don't look approachable at all. Like you just look like you're in deep, deep thought <laughs> and all the time. here you are approaching me. Like deep thought. I'm like, yeah, I'm always in deep thought. <laughs> I have anxiety, bro. <laughs> oh my God, bro. I have a million different things coming into my mind. Like, I, yes, I'm in deep <laughs> thought all the time. I, I'm not a mean person. Far from it. I don't. You know what's funny? I heard Joe Budden say something. And I don't think he said the joke, but somebody else said it and he repeated it. He said that somebody was talking about Charlemagne and said that Charlemagne learned the word anxiety and never looked back. <laughs> and, I started, and I started laughing because I was like, I feel it. Because you know what's funny? I, I don't try to use the word anxiety very, very often. But for years, I told people like two things in particular that I would always point to. And I said it in my class. Shout out to um, Yvette um, Valera, who taught Urban Adventure. GSC 300. Take that class if you haven't taken it. And we were talking about like stressors, like um, what did she call them? Secondary stressors is what she called them. And I yeah. was like, oh, and she was like, what? Like what clicked? And I was like, oh, nothing. Like nothing clicked. I was like, I was just thinking that I was weird. She was like, why? I was like, I never really realized that I was dealing with anxiety, but I always looked at two things as hood PTSD. I don't like sitting in the middle of a restaurant. If my I don't like it because if if I hear a noise I got a circle, as opposed to looking directly at the door. And I don't like when a car circles the block twice. Yeah, that that's uncomfortable. When you're in a class, do you try to like sit at the back? Always, always, always. I don't like. Why am I in the front? Why am I right by your desk? I don't like being in the <laughs> middle to where like people are looking at the back of my head. Like you don't need to go know what's going on back there. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I, I think certain things. Don't don't look at that. Like <laughs> a teacher. You know, we'll say, oh, you know, you don't want to talk. It's not that. Like, it's not, you know, it's, I, I just want to sit at the back of class, bro. <laughs> I don't want people looking at my, fo- at the back of my head. <laughs> Mind your own business. 
Oh man, Juneteenth is the next time you hear this voice until and these voices. Blank face, I got a blank face. Until next time, guys. Keep on talking. Ninety-one point five, the Rebel HD two. Yeah. I'm home now. It's over now. Sure.